Hey everybody, welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. Last week we released our game 4X. We sold a few copies of that, I think. Yep, we sure did. One or two, anyway. Uh, we actually sold more copies of 4X in its first day than we had in the other game in its first day. So that was pretty exciting to have that many people interested in what is really a very nerdy, very niche kind of game. Like, I knew we were going to sell a decent amount. There seemed to be a lot of buzz around it and, and some demand, but I, I was kind of worried that there's going to be like a ceiling on that, and it did a lot better than I expected. I don't think you were surprised at all, though. No, not really. I had more faith in that game than you do. Yeah. I'm glad I bugged you a lot. Me too. A whole lot. Yeah. It it wouldn't exist if not for you. I wouldn't have actually designed it. I just kept talking about it. I'm going to do it one day if you hadn't made me design it. And then we wouldn't have published it if you hadn't said, hey, we should publish this. Once again, you are responsible for the best things in my life, and you are the best thing in my life. Thank you. You're welcome. So I was a little nervous about it. Uh until we started taking the orders and then once it kind of blew up um i was no longer nervous about it and now i'm kind of nervous about it again because now people are actually getting the game and getting it onto the table and it is a really weird game guys i hope everyone who bought it likes it we've been trying from the start to say hey this is not for everyone this is a weird game and i hope the people who bought the game kind of take that took that to heart and chose the game carefully because I would hate for them to get the game and then not enjoy it because it's just not for their taste. It's not for them. Yeah, I, I don't want people to be disappointed with any purchase. I want them to enjoy the game that they're they're getting. That's why I try to give them a lot of information about the game so they can see if it's for them or not. I remember there was a game that I bought. It was a naval game, uh, so Age of Sail. Uh, Is naval. it the one you couldn't get on the table? It's the one I couldn't get on the table because... You couldn't find a table to fit it. All... All the scenarios had at least two full-size maps, so two 22 by 34-inch maps side-by-side. Side. And we don't have a table that can hold more than one 22 by 34-inch map. So there was no way I could actually play the game. And if I had known that going in, I would not have bought that game. I'm sure it's a fine game, but I wouldn't have bought it if I had that information. So we try to give people that kind of information, try to tell them what the game is like. Yeah, you were really excited about that game. I was, because I really like naval stuff. But I don't have a lot or any naval board games. Uh, that was my first, and then I ended up trading it away because I couldn't play it. So it's the kind of thing where I wish I had had more information going in on that one, I guess. So we try to make sure it's a good match for people. There are people who are asking about 4X as a two-player game. And, you know, we've said... I think on the last episode of the podcast and also elsewhere online that you can play it with two but it's very different with two. Mm -hmm. It's not built primarily as a two-player experience and if you're someone who needs a two-player experience if that's how it's you want the really game. the game for that. That's not really the game for that. Someone asked on Board Game Geek if the game was similar to Acquire which is a game that we have and enjoy and uh there's a very slight similarity between Forex and Acquire in that in both games you want to have a lot of something weak to get into something strong and you want to do it at the right time. 
But the thing with acquire is it has a spatial element. So you can look at the board and you can see what is going to get gobbled up and what's safe. And just like in a train game, you can see what company is going to do well and what company is kind of in a bad spot. You don't have a spatial element in Forex. So if you're a player who needs that kind of spatial element, who's less invested in stuff like the stock market in an 18xx, Forex might not be the right game for you. I know a couple people got the game on the table as soon as they got it, and it seemed like they enjoyed it, but they did say, you know, it didn't really click for them about halfway through. And it, again, it seems to be the common experience for Forex. Mm -hmm. uh, there was actually a discussion about that on BGG. People wondering, like, well, if it doesn't click until about halfway or a third of the way through, and if the decisions become easier-ish to grasp at that point, why don't you just skip ahead to that point? And the way I kind of explained it, uh, that finally kind of got it across for everyone, was that it's similar in some respects to Northern Pacific, the Winsome game that I designed, in that you have the early game where you are placing a lot of investments, setting stuff up, and then the late game, the train just kind of goes train, 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 just barrels on towards the end of the game very, very quickly. So it kind of speeds up very quickly. So the early game is still very, very important because that's what's setting up the late game and in the end what's going to determine who wins the game. But you have this acceleration of the pace and it's kind of a bifurcated structure and I think there's some similarity to that in uh, in Forex. I don't know. It, it feels whenever I try to compare other games to Forex I'm kind of grasping at straws because it really is so different from anything that I've done or that I've seen other people do. It's such a weird game. I'm, I'm glad people seem to like it enough to buy it and hopefully will like it enough to get it on the table again and again and talk about it. I don't know how you would skip ahead. You'd have to set it up a certain way. And because the game's so fragile and because there's no fixed values, that'd be exceptionally hard to balance. And it's a short game anyway. It's a 90-minute game. Now, uh, people, their first game is going to take longer. Uh, one of the people on Twitter had a four-player game. took about two hours, but that's not bad. Uh, I know the heavy cardboard guys tried it with six for the first game. Yeah, that's crazy. And it, it took uh, quite a long time. Um, I'm not sure how long exactly, but probably three or three and a half hours or so. That's not bad. I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad. For a 90-minute game. I, I, I was just thinking of um, India, India Rails. Mm-hmm, the Crayon Rails game. Yeah. It took us a long time. Seven hours, and we still didn't finish it. Well, the problem was that we're not from India. So we don't yeah, know where we everything spend is. Yeah, most of the time trying to find like, stuff. Like, where is this city? All right. And then we'd have to find it again, like, 20 minutes later. Like, where, where is that one again? I'm sure if we got one of the Rails games, the Grand Rails games, like the America one, or even if they have one in England, we would probably get through that faster. We're familiar with the geography. We weren't familiar with, in, with India, so India Rails... Took a long time, but it was a nice way to spend a rainy Sunday afternoon. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. Got to play with crayons. I don't get to do that very often. Hmm. At any rate, the sales for Forex have been very strong, and I guess it shouldn't be surprising. I know you weren't surprised, but it shouldn't really be surprising to me either because it's kind of a weird game, and our weird games tend to sell better. Our best-selling games have been our weirdest games like Infamous Traffic, like Supply Lines, like Forex. Uh, Table Battles is a very unusual game. 
Uh, I suppose to an extent, Agricola Master Britain also is a very unusual kind of solitaire game. That sold very well. Optimani's at Popularis has also sold pretty well, which is kind of funny because there's kind of a prevailing notion that uh, politics games, games that are specifically about politics and not about warfare mixed with politics, they don't sell well to the wargamer crowd. You know, it's one of those kind of bits of received knowledge that floats about in the industry, like that American Civil War games don't sell well anymore. Well, our American Civil War games have sold pretty strongly. People have been very receptive to them. Uh, but they also have some things that are somewhat unusual about them. John Tyson's uh, operational games that he's done for us. There aren't a whole lot of operational Civil War games, and certainly not a whole lot that are as streamlined as his. And then our game Seven Pines, which is the first game in the Shot and Shell series, and it focuses on that activation mechanism, which models a lot of different things, including the general exhaustion of the troops. It has that hook. And the more we think about it, the more it looks like the games that do better are games that are weird or have a very definite hook that you can kind of latch onto and say, this is what this game is about. This is the game that has the activation track. This is the game with all the supply cubes. This is the game where you're trading currencies. And games that are that have less of a hook I don't think there's any of our games that don't have a hook, but some hooks some hooks are a little more subtle and a little less readily apparent, and so they're harder for people to grasp onto. But the thing we tend to look for is, is that hook, is that novelty, is that thing that makes it distinct and different. Before we wrap things up, there's a couple other things we want to mention. First is that we want to announce the release of our next game. Bitskrieg. It's a tiny tank battle game for Grognards and their Grog kids. And we're releasing it on October 31st. We're very excited about it. There may or may not be baby tanks involved. Baby tanks! Yay! The other thing we want to do, because today, the day we're releasing this, should be October 23rd, which is a very important holiday. So we want to wish a happy Mole Day to everybody. Is the animal for Mole Day a mole? I don't think they have an animal. Oh, they got to have the mole. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe they didn't do this. For Pie Day, it's a pie. This is true. I don't know if they have a mole or not. I know they've had... Um, when I was in school and in science class, we had a Mole Day celebration. The science teacher was way too excited about it. Like They did not have another holiday that was theirs. So they really grabbed on to Mole Day. Uh, and there was guacamole. Mm-hmm. I think if they had a mole instead, like an animal mole, that that would be cuter. Mm-hmm. It'd be extremely cute. 